Welcome to the Million Pound Biller Coffee Break Podcast. These are short podcasts for you to listen to at a coffee break. Developed to give you some quick ideas on how to help you build your desk and business. Now, over to Adrian Mansfield, the Million Pound Biller for today's Coffee Break Podcast. Welcome to the Million Pound Biller Podcast. I'm Adrian Mansfield, and in my 20 plus years in recruitment, I've had a number of million pound years. I've worked in most of the major recruitment markets and in all sales roles within a recruitment agency. I've also run my own company and set up companies both in the UK and in several international locations. Recruitment has given me the opportunity to travel the world and see some of the best and worst places on offer, from Australia to Afghanistan and many more in between. The Million Pound Biller podcast offers those at any level in recruitment tips and ideas from me and my contacts, both inside and outside recruitment, but all from the coalface. Information and ideas that can be taken back to your day-to-day careers and put you on the path to a million pound year. The cornerstone of my success over the years has been my willingness to learn and develop my skills, something I still do every day. Now I'm offering you some of my ideas and thoughts that will allow you to squeeze the most out of your recruitment career, no matter what level you're at and where you're aiming for. Every journey, even one to a million pounds, starts with a single step. So let's take that first step together. Welcome back to another Million Pound Biller Coffee Break podcast. And at the end of a busy week for me, I spent the last week over in the United Arab Emirates exhibiting at the Dubai Air Show. Now, this is a show I've been to a number of times in the past, but it's the first big show I've attended since COVID. The show had some changes to reflect the world situation, such as the mandatory wearing of masks. But the vibe in the show was a positive one, and this time, not just due to COVID. It's also great to see the aerospace market, which has perhaps been amongst the hardest hit by the pandemic, seeing the early signs of recovery. The mood from all the main companies I spoke to was that 2022 would see growth and that things will be back to normal by 2023. We can but hope that these views are correct. Those of us involved in recruitment have seen that the recovery firsthand over the last few months, and there aren't many I speak to in the market who aren't very busy and who aren't having to deal with candidate shortages. Now, I suspect that these will carry on into the new year, but I also believe that there could be a few people looking in the new year. I believe that quite a few people have or will be holding on to their current roles who would have moved before now in normal times. And January's always been a big month for people moving roles. As long as I've been in recruitment, that's been the big month of moving. And I hope, so expect, that we'll return to normal may also see that that becomes the case in January too. And now on to my first topic of the week. And it comes from my visit to Dubai. One of the highlights of the event was a gala dinner at the Atlantis, the Palm Hotel. For those of you who haven't been to Dubai or aren't aware of this hotel, it's at the very end of the top end of luxury in Dubai, which is a city that's got more of its fair share of top end hotels. The event and the evening were stunning. Well, once you made it through Dubai traffic, there was. The food was amazing. Easily the best mass catered meal I've ever had. The event was for two and a half thousand people. There was also an amazing band, The Script, playing for our enjoyment. I have to admit to thinking I don't know much about the script before the event, apart from knowing that their lead singer was on the UK's version of The Voice. But it turns out that I did know quite a few of their songs, actually. However, that wasn't the thing that struck me. The thing that struck me was how many people lived that amazing evening through the screens of their phones. When the meal arrived, everyone's first instinct, including me, was to take a picture. I suspect that there were more than a thousand versions of the same salmon dish on Facebook, if you now look. Then when the band came on, the same thing. The phones came out and people watched the band performing right in front of them, but via the screen on their smartphone. Now, I'm all for photos and mementos of amazing evenings such as that one. And as I get older, I do need these things to remind me to what I've done over the years. 
But I feel this is the overuse of our phones to document things is a symptom of a wider issue that I wanted to highlight as part of my talk today. That we're hiding behind social media and technology and have forgotten how to interact with clients and candidates. When I go on LinkedIn these days, I see hundreds of recruitment consultants posting things and I get at least five to 10 emails a day from LinkedIn. But I can't remember the last time I actually had a call selling one of those solutions that are so good for me that I get on LinkedIn. And I suspect that many of the clients out there who are being sent similar sales emails from the many recruitment consultants on LinkedIn haven't had actually that many calls to pitch the services themselves. We seem to be getting far too reliant on technology and platforms to do the work for us, thinking that this will magically set up a pipeline. We just turn on and sweep out more money. Just like the videos of the band and the photos of the food in Dubai, these methods will never be a substitute for the real thing. Real personal contact. Whether it's a phone call or better yet, the face-to-face meetings I was having in Dubai. That's where the real work of building a lasting relationship is done. That is where the real memory is created. Sure, in the current market, you'll be able to get clients to give you work, but they're giving it to everyone. There's no unique feature about you that makes you stand out. There's no reason for them to focus solely on you. You're just a faceless person down the other end of a piece of software. However, this market will end. If history tells us anything, it tells us that when the world goes in cycles and the upwards move we have now will change in the future. The key with any such movement is to be able to protect yourself from it. The only way you can do that is by creating a meaningful long-term connection with somebody. Then by doing that, you're more than just a number. You're a partner. You're someone who knows that client and trusts and the client trusts. Unlike many, I didn't take this video of the Scripps concert. I took a few photos, but I was immersed in their set. I was watching them directly, and I believe, for that, I had a much better night. I will have memories that will last me for much, much longer. So go on, get out from behind the security blanket of LinkedIn. Sure, the phone makes rejection more real. Let's face it, who checks the invites people haven't accepted on LinkedIn? But the phone is also the place to make that real connection as well. It's the place where you can truly earn your position as a consultant and the place where you can stand out from the crowd. I stood out from the crowd in Dubai, if only because my phone was firmly in my pocket. But I will be taking it out again in the next few weeks, and I'll be using it for its true purpose. And I will be all the better for that in the long run. Moving on to my second topic this week, I listened to a great podcast this week that was interviewing an Irish rugby winger called Andrew Trimble. As I've mentioned on this podcast before, I'm a really big believer in crossovers between sport and business and how we can learn from sports people. And in this podcast, he was discussing his rugby career and how he'd made it to the top of the game playing international rugby. He said one of the things that had got him there was that he focused hard on his basic skills and made sure that they were great. Now, this is of itself a great tip and one we probably need to implement more in our recruitment careers. Doing the basics right consistently will lead to the best results, just like picking up that phone. However, it wasn't that that caught my ear the most. It's what he said next. The interviewer asked him about working on his game, working on the wider skills. And Andrew basically said he didn't. Well, what he actually said was that he focused on his strengths and didn't spend time worrying about his weaknesses. That isn't to say he didn't spend time on those weaknesses, but just that he didn't focus on them. There are many training manuals that say you should improve your weaknesses. The theory being that if you can get your weaknesses to be strengths, then you'll get better overall. The point made by Andrew Trimble was that if he focused on his weaknesses at the expense of working on his strengths, he would almost certainly not have played for Ireland, as his strengths were the things that got him to the top of the ladder in the first place. I think there is much we can learn ourselves about here. I'm a big believer in improving myself, and I spend time every day doing just that. Indeed, I've been one in the past who's tried to work on my weaknesses to try and make them a strength. 
I spoke in an early podcast about my dislike of events and networking and how I've tried to work on that over the years. However, the comments by Andrew gave me pause to think, what if I didn't spend my time on weaknesses? What if I embraced them as just that and instead focus on what I'm good at? What am I the best at? And by spending time on developing those skills, I would get better and I would stay ahead. And frankly, I'd have a lot more fun. No one likes failing and working on a weakness or doing things you're not good at will mean failing more often. The best bit about this is in the modern world, you can find ways of passing over your weaknesses to someone who can do them for you, for somebody who is a strength. Not great at admin? Hire a virtual PA for a few hours a week to keep things on track. Great at clients when the door is open, but not great at cold calls? Work a process or a system that warms up contacts. Perhaps bring in a consultant from that sector who knows the right people, but it's not a salesperson, and have that person open the door for you. The point is that you need to work out what you're good at, what you're best at, and what you're not good at, or what you don't like doing, and then find ways to focus your time and attention on the good, best, and enjoyable areas, and pass off or contract out the bits you don't want or don't like to do. There is an oft-quoted line when starting a new business about finding something you love and doing that. Now I love playing golf, but there's no way I'm going to make a career out of it, no matter how much I try, because I'm just never going to be good enough to be a professional golfer. So I'm not sure this maxim holds true in the wider sense, but if you focus on the things you are good at and the things you enjoy about the recruitment world you're in, then aren't you going to be enjoying what you do every day? The more I thought about this, the more I realised that the times I've had most fun in my work have been those when I've been doing the things I most enjoy, and the time when work has been its hardest, and the times I've been doing mostly things I don't enjoy or aren't that good, I'm not that good at. So my tip for you is to work out the things you like and want to do most, and then find the things you don't like doing and try to find ways to get someone else to do them for you. Whether that's outsourced or even bringing in a new person to your team, just make sure that the person you bring in has your weaknesses as their strengths. By doing this, not only will you enjoy what you're doing, but because you're focused on the things you're best at, you'll find that you fly. And as with Andrew Trimble, you'll be more likely to get to the top of that ladder. I hope you've enjoyed this week's podcast. And as ever, I look forward to engaging with you on social media over the coming week. Maybe you disagree with my view on focus of your strengths over your weaknesses. Maybe you're a script fan who wants to get a blow-by-blow of their gig in Dubai. Whatever it is, I'm at Million Pound Villa on all social media. As ever, if you like and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get them. It really helps us to reach more people and hopefully help a few more get to where they want to get to. And until next week, enjoy the journey. Mm-hmm.